0: God created only good things, and one good thing that God created was a free will. And God gave Adam and Eve a free will to choose sin or to not choose sin. All suffering is the result of sin. Think with me for a moment. Was there suffering in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve sinned? No, there was no suffering in the Garden of Eden. So to say all suffering is the result of sin, it doesn't necessarily mean here is a person that is suffering, so they must have committed some sin that created and caused that suffering because all suffering is the result of sin, but the suffering of sin comes, first of all, through the curse. Because of the curse, and we're not going to take the time today, you can go back and read in Genesis chapter 3, but because of the curse there is suffering. Before Adam and Eve sinned, there was not suffering because of the curse. There is suffering. There is death. There is growing old. There are diseases. There are misfunctions in the DNA structure. There are all kinds of suffering that came about as a result of the curse. And because of the curse due to the sin in the Garden of Eden, because of the curse, there is suffering. Um, Some of you suffer every morning when you get up and try to get that bag of bones moving and going in the right direction. Um, Some of you have had experiences with very, very serious diseases. Understand, no one gets out of here alive. I don't care what pills you take. I don't care how healthy you eat. I don't care what magic exercise you have. You are under the curse, and you will suffer in this life. I mean, you can look for the fountain of youth all you want, but Um, sometimes I look at my skin and I think, man, my skin is looking like my dad's and mom's looked. It is. Well, pastor, you just didn't put enough lotion on or you've been out in the sun too much. No, it's the curse. I don't care what lotion. I don't care what you do. There is suffering because of the curse. So how do we respond to that? First of all, You need to adjust your expectations. You are not going to live a hundred years and be healthy all hundred years and then just disappear into the thin air. The purpose of life is not just to live and avoid getting old. The purpose of life is to glorify God. We need to adjust our expectations. Why am I living? You know, we, we had a man in our church in, in Montana, an elderly man, Jim Jones, not from the Guyana Jim Jones, um, was no rel- relative to that. Those of you that are too young to remember that, ask some old person about it after the service today, okay? But Jim Jones used to say, I see these people out jogging. He said, bring them over to my place. I'll put them behind my mower. They'll get all the exercise they need. He said, when I was a kid, you never saw people jogging. Why? They had to work. We jog so that we can live. We eat so that we can live. And I ask the question, what's your purpose for living? To live? My purpose for living is to look good. So, ah, oh, look at me. Ah, oh, man, he's buff, isn't he? No, I know you're not saying that, but we want to, we want to be that way. What's your purpose for living? There is suffering in the world because there is a curse and we need to adjust our expectations and we need to build our life around that which is eternal. We need to build our life around Jesus Christ. As we sang the song, all that thrills my soul is Jesus. Think back to some of the things that thrilled your soul throughout your life. May have been a new motorcycle or a new car, or it may have been a house or it may have been money, or it may have been a husband or a wife. You got woke up about that, didn't you? And it may have been but you know, whatever else besides Jesus thrilled your soul, it all diminished, and it will diminish, except Jesus. And because of the curse, we need to make sure we build our life around that which is eternal. And we need to be prepared for suffering. That means I need to build my faith, because I don't know what may come in my life. You know, we we all, if we had our wishes, okay, I get it, nobody gets out of here alive. Oh, I just wish I could die in my sleep. Well... Very few people do that. And I need to build my faith so that no matter what I go through, what suffering may come into my life, that my faith is unwavering on Jesus Christ. And I need to rest in the grace of God. I need to, whatever suffering may come in my life, I need to emphasize the blessing of God rather than becoming bitter. I need to use this life to help others that are under the curse as well. So, all suffering is the result of sin. Some of it is the result of the curse. Some of it is secondly because of our personal choice to sin. We make decisions every day in our life, and we choose at times in our life to sin. We have the the free will. We can choose that. We may choose to do whatever we want, but we cannot choose the consequences. There are consequences to our decisions. And our decisions to sin not only bring consequences on us, but they also bring consequences on those around us. Some, we bear consequences and suffering because of the sins of others. For example, when a father sins, it has a profound impact on his marriage, on his family. So some suffering is a result of the curse. Some suffering is a result of our personal choice And often, when we choose to sin, one consequence leads to another. And our response to this sin should be, first of all, to repent of it, to turn from it. In Proverbs 28, he said, He that covers his sin and hides his sin will not prosper, but whosoever confesses And forsakes it shall have mercy. Then, if our sin involved others, we ought to be seeking forgiveness from them and making it right with them. And then we need to accept the consequences of our sin. David sinned and bore consequences, and he accepted the consequences. Some people go through life begging God to remove the consequences. God has a purpose in those consequences. God grants forgiveness, but there are also consequences that come. Then, of course, we need to rebuild our walk with God. Because that's why we sinned in the first place. We believe something else would make us happy. Something else would satisfy besides God. And then we need to use our life as an example to others. David was willing to share his life and use his mistakes to help others, and use his experience to warn others. So, all suffering is the result of sin. Some suffering comes as a result of the curse, and life under the curse. Some comes through our personal choice to sin, or someone else's personal choice to sin. And then some suffering comes as a result of spiritual warfare. Without going into detail, Job is a supreme example of that. Satan hates every human being because every human being is made in the image of God. But he especially hates every believer because every believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to destroy that. So, in the spiritual warfare, there will be things that come into our life that may cause suffering. And in understanding the curse, my personal choices or the personal choices of others, and spiritual warfare are the causes of suffering, all suffering is the result of sin, we understand then that Christ came and He said that He must suffer many things. Why? Because He bore our sin. And in coming, and what we're going to remember this week, in coming, He suffered many things, and in so doing, Christ's suffering, number one, reversed the curse you say, wait a minute, the curse is still here. It is here, but because of Christ's coming, we can look forward to the day when there will be no curse. It is only Christ that could reverse the curse. It is only Christ. By one man, sin. By one man, Adam. Sin entered into the world. And by one man, God-man, Jesus Christ, is sin forgiven. He is the second Adam. He came, and in His suffering, He reversed the curse. Secondly, in His suffering, He gave to all mankind a choice. We had no choice before Christ came. There was no liberation from sin. There was no deliverance from sin. All that we had was the sin nature. When Christ came, He paid the penalty for sin. Now think with me through this. Every human being is made in the image of God. God said that He wrote the law of God on our hearts. Every human being that's ever been born, God has put on them the law of God. Read Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. You'll find that. In Galatians, we read that the law is our schoolmaster to do what? To bring us to Christ. The law teaches me. I am a sinner. The law places on me the guilt of sin. The law teaches me I need forgiveness. The law is my schoolmaster to bring me to Christ. Now, it is up to every individual what they will do with that guilt, what they will do with that sin, Do they believe what God says and come to Christ? Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9 says that by the grace of God, Christ tasted death for every man. He took every man's sin. That's what He suffered. All our sin was placed upon Him. And he took our death and he offered to every man the gift of forgiveness that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And every man that has ever been born, every person that has ever lived, has had the law of God in their heart that has convicted them that they are a sinner and the law is the schoolmaster to bring them to Christ and they have a decision, what will I do with Jesus? Christ's suffering reversed the curse, gave us a choice, and thirdly, it conquered sin. Sin has caused all the suffering in the world, all the evil that is here. And Jesus Christ came to conquer sin. And and we look forward to the day we've already, as we've gone through the book of John, we are saved from the penalty of sin. We are being saved from the power of sin And someday we will be saved completely from the presence of sin. And Jesus Christ suffered, took the sin and conquered sin and rose victorious over sin and death and hell and Satan. Christ's suffering did that. And now... Christ's suffering gives hope in the midst of our suffering in this life. Turn to Romans chapter 8 if you would. There are many people today that are bearing great burdens and are suffering greatly in ways that others have no idea. But in the midst of whatever suffering may come, we have great hope because... Verse 17 of Romans chapter 8. And if we are children of God, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Notice what he said. Once we've trusted Christ, we are a child of God. And if we suffer with Him because a follower of Christ, we may suffer. He said, you can rest in the fact that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. We have great promise and great hope because we know that God is going to make all things right. We may suffer from injustices, we may suffer from um, wrong decisions that we have made, or we may be on the receiving end of wrong decisions that other people have made, and we may suffer as a result, but... We can rest in the fact, and we don't have the time, but I encourage you to read Romans 6, 7, and 8. Rest in the fact that God is able to make all these things work together for good. Romans 8, 28. When we love God and are called according to His purpose. You notice what he says in verse 29. For whom He did foreknow... He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. All these sufferings, we have great hope because all these sufferings, God is able to take them and make them work together for good to mold us to His image so that we can say, verse 31, If God is for me, who can be against me? And he that spared not his own Son, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things that we need? So that Paul then writes, with great hope in the midst of suffering, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Notice all these sufferings that he says. Shall tribulation, that suffering... Shall distress, that's suffering, shall persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Great hope. He's talking about tribulations and persecutions and nakedness and famine. And he said, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. There is great hope no matter what suffering you may go through. We have great hope that God is able to make it work together for good, that God will never forsake us, and that this suffering will be rewarded through eternity. Life's trials will seem so small, we sang earlier, when we see Christ. There is great hope. We live in a world that is full of suffering. You can't avoid it. And becoming a Christian doesn't mean you won't suffer. It means you'll suffer more. But you'll have the grace of God at work in your life so that in the midst of suffering... We know the best is yet to come. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. The point is not try to navigate this life so that we don't have to suffer. I'm not saying you go do things to create suffering. But the point is not to get through life without suffering. The point is to walk with God and glorify Him in the good times in the suffering, knowing that God is able to make all things work together for good when we love Him. There are things that happen as the result of the curse. There are things that happen because of our own personal sin. There are things that happen in the midst of spiritual warfare that there, there is no explanation. But you can trust this, that God is still in control. And God will be glorified. And that God will give me all the grace I need for what, whatever suffering may come. God uses sometimes the consequences to give us a hatred for sin. He uses the suffering to develop our faith, to protect us, to show His greatness. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciences, but He shouts in our pain. And many times God knows it's the suffering that is what is needed to get our attention. But remember this. All suffering is the result of sin. Jesus Christ came, which we're going to remember this week, and he suffered many things. Why? Because he bore my sin. So that now I can look forward to the day that the curse is reversed, I can have everlasting life through coming to Jesus Christ. I can rest in the fact that sin is a defeated foe and I can walk in victory and know that in the midst of suffering, we have great hope because Jesus Christ is alive and well. Heavenly Father, I pray today that you administer your grace. Lord, you alone know What suffering some may be bearing right now that maybe no one else knows about. Lord, I rejoice that you know. Lord, I pray if there are individuals here today who have been living their life for any other purpose besides for you, Lord, I pray today that they would come to receive the gift of your forgiveness. Lord, then I pray for believers that have allowed their priorities to get where they're living for this life or have made choices that truly are sin. Lord, I pray that You would find in us hearts of repentance that run to You for forgiveness, that are willing to to make things right with whoever's involved. And Lord, that we could build a faith by the power of your Spirit, that in the midst of whatever suffering, you would be glorified. Lord, thank you that we can look forward to the curse being reversed. We can look forward to the blessed hope that one glimpse of your dear face, all sorrow will erase. So Lord, help us to bravely run the race till we see You. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.